1: There you go. By the way, as we often start super crosstalk with, it is the read I forgot. Uh, Game of Games is powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to call jacob.com or call eight four four twenty four jacob That's eight four four twenty four jacob We now welcome Shadano and Cappy to the show. What's going on, guys? So, Mace, I hear you're playing like Brett Favre these days.
2: Uh, How's you know, that? Muscle relaxers yeah. and uh, why they, not? They found the a couple of
1: bone spurs
0: in my back, so I'm dealing the best I can. I mean, geez. You guys coming yeah. to the game tonight? No. Why not? Sedona, so, this is like the most exciting prayer in basketball in town.
2: I'd rather uh you know listen I go there all the time. It, you don't act like I'm not there all the time, but it's a Friday night. I got a big I got an e- a long day with the kids tomorrow. We got a lot of activities. I want to watch the game from the comfort of my home with Billy Mac and Stu. Is that okay? Well excuse And well. TruDell of course. It's
3: it's okay, oh. but you got to turn down the sound on them and turn us Turn on. out that Okay, the we'll radio. do that. Yeah. I'll I'll play
2: Here's what I'll do. I can I can pause cuz if I play it on like Alexa um, I would play you guys, and then, mm-hmm. but I'd have to pause it because it's like a minute behind. Correct. So I'd have to sync it up, and then I'll do that. But then, I, well, I guess I could still see Trudell. So there's that part of the. So what kinds
1: of too. activities do you do with the kids? Yeah, what are you doing we tomorrow?
2: Have two basketball games tomorrow for uh, Aria, and then uh, Mateo's getting ready. We got Arya go doing it.
3: the double header. I like it.
2: Yeah, and then uh, we got uh, tomorrow. I got to take Mateo to go get all his uh, t-ball gear because he starts in a couple weeks. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah, that's cool. How old is he? Are, Love t-ball. Four. Now, are you Fo- coaching? He's four. Mike. Are you He's coaching four? Shadano? No, absolutely not. I coached the basketball team a little bit when the mom asked me, like, because one of the moms is the coach. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I don't try to get too involved. But you, when she oh, she dear. asked, then I, I did. Do you guys this keep scoring? This is the time to coach. Do you guys this keep is the time scoring t-ball. Uh, do they score in T-ball? Or do you keep score? They do. They do keep score, Good. but everybody get every like the there's only like 4 or 5 innings and everybody gets a turn to bat in T-ball. Yeah. Does fine.
1: everybody get rib- uh, ribbon afterwards?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't I don't remember T-ball with Aria. She didn't love it. Um, I'm sure they did get something. Yeah. This is remember. the
4: time to coach though, George. Let me tell you because once the kids get to about 12, 13, won't listen to anything you say and probably need somebody who's got a higher level of coaching skill. This is the best time, man. I loved. I miss coaching. I might want to coach a little league team yeah. right now, and I don't even have a kid playing little league. I, I, yeah, I know that I, sounds weird. I mean,
0: you can coach our team if you want. I mean, feel free. Yeah, make sure those kids know who wins and who lo- lo- loses. So oh no, a, yeah, teach absolutely. them life's lessons yeah. early. Yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael. If,
1: if you you're lo- you're a you're a loser. <laughs> no, loser. Tell you gotta Michael. learn how to lose. <laughs> yeah, bunch of losers. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, hey,
4: Mason. Wow. can I, um, yeah. So, i, I can, Michael. Can I,
2: I will send you. I've sent you before, but I will send you guys a video of Mateo in the backyard hitting off the tee. Yeah, he's Tr- good. Trudell says that the kids in the opposite on the opposite team need to wear helmets in the outfield because he's oh, gonna wow. he's gonna rip yeah. it too hard against them. He's so a typical I, typical little Cuban. He can hit. <laughs> Yeah, well, so well, if see.
4: you can uh, ask somebody how to turn yeah. your kid into a major leaguer, you're talking to the right there guy you to... right, right, exactly. Uh, that's why Mace, I send
2: Michael the videos. That's right.
4: Mace, I have a question about something that happened in the show earlier yeah. today. Yeah, what is it? Uh, John, did you hear the same thing I heard? Did I hear Steve Mason say that he drinks between 15 and 17, so stevia's. on average, about 16 a day, stevias per day?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, well, he that's drinks a lot. Okay, so here's the thing, Cappy. He drinks giant uh Is it right to call them iced teas? Yeah, they're uh, herbal teas, yeah. And so, I would imagine, what do you put, five in each one? Three in a big cup. Okay, and so you have... And I'll have probably seven, eight cups of it today. Right, so that's that's the issue. His cup is very big cup, so it's not that weird. It's weird, it's just not that weird.
4: I mean, 16, though. I mean, when I heard that number, I thought to myself, like, okay, if I go into a restaurant and I'm ordering a cup of coffee, I'm not talking like a coffee place, and there's only sugar, sweet and low stevia and like what's the blue stuff equal Uh, equal yeah okay if those four products are on the table the sweetest of them all is is uh the pink one you know yeah i hate the pink one but if i put one pink thing in my coffee like the rest of the day i'm like oh my god what did i put my so then i'll go to the yellow i think the yellow is the stevia
3: right I just—I'm looking at Mateo's swing. It's really no, good. Nice. I told you, he can like play.
2: He—he's going to be way better than you all know, the four-year-olds. And I'm not saying that because that's way, my kid. But, but no, like, he looks he, like
3: George Brett. He's got his yeah. back. Back. <laughs> he's all dug, dug in there. He can—he can, he he can rip good. it. I'm yeah. telling you,
2: you know, Trudell's kid can play check his very bat. well too. Like yeah. Trudell, I told Trudell, if you need a DH for your eight-year-old team, I think I got the guy. You know, you know, George, a ball that
0: age, um, don't they have the option you can pitch to him if you want? No, coach pitches when they turn, I think 5 or 6. Oh. Yeah, next year. Yeah. Matteo yeah. looks like he's advanced, man. I'd pitch to him. I well,
2: I, he can. I'll I'll send you one of those. Yeah. I I have pitched to him. Hold on, I'll send you that. All right. So, Michael, based
4: on what you're seeing at four years old, I mean, with the scout size, you think he's a future major
0: leaguer? Yeah, he's a, he's got a natural swing. He's got yeah. a nice, smooth swing. Yeah, he oh, definitely is yeah. going to be a, a high school player and then go from there, definitely. Gotcha. If he, if he wants to, but it's all about how much passion he has for the game. He can have a lot of talent, but if he doesn't have a passion for it, he yeah. ain't going nowhere.
1: Yeah, he ain't got, he
4: got oh,
0: no I passion. Oh, I just saw the video. Nowhere. Wow. Yeah. George yeah that's French. not bad for a four-year-old. Love that it. is good, It yeah, Looks great. Yeah.
1: Left-handed, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like his mom. There you go. So, what's, he liking, what's he like in the field? Oh, is he just going to be a DH?
2: No, he can catch. Okay. Yeah, he can. He Listen, this kid wants, he does not, I don't know how your kids were growing up, but like I literally cannot play enough sports with him. Mm-hmm. Like it's throwing a football. He's got like a I got a little hoop for him in the in, it's an indoor hoop, yeah. uh, like a nerf but like rubber as opposed to foam. Mm-hmm. Like he plays that all the time. He asks my wife to throw the football with him when mm-hmm. I'm here in the in the office. Like how's he feel about contact, George?
4: How's he feel about like you know? Oh, running dude, into things plays, and when
2: he plays soccer, like yeah. he 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 mauls kids uh, the yeah. other kids. Well, That's good. If, you if want it was up to you, tough. if
0: you had to make the decision, which sport would you like to see him pursue? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah, he can. He, he's he's the next gonna be Alex a big Rodriguez. kid. So.
1: He's
2: an A Rod. Yeah, I don't know about A Rod, but I mean, you know, baseball. <laughs> You know, I, so am I, I take... missing
1: out on this whole parent thing you guys are talking oh, about? Oh yeah, today? am it's I missing the, out yeah. on it?
0: It is the greatest thing in life, is it? Yeah. Although oh, your yeah.
2: your life is sounds just as complicated at times with uh, your two dogs—one <laughs> yeah. wanting to play and the other one wanting to kill the. Yeah, other I mean dogs,
1: seriously, so. that is that not ridiculous? I mean, one wants to play with every dog, the other one is like gnashing teeth trying mm-hmm. to yeah. get
2: away
0: from I,
1: the other
2: dog. Yeah, I used to ha- I used to have the same problem when I had two dogs back in the day.
0: George and uh, Cap are still young, so they don't—they're going through a great thing right now with their kids, but they haven't yet. Uh, gone through the greatest thing that a person can go through. Which what is, is that? Is that a wedding? Grandchildren. Oh, grandchildren. oh, grandchildren. They're even better than your own kids. Boy, it, yeah. it,
3: it, I, I got to tell you guys, it is, uh, it's so cool to watch Michael with Roman. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just,
0: you are- How old is Roman, Michael?
3: Uh, 19 months. Nice. And he is like, uh, I don't think you would even mind me saying it. You're just bursting with pride. Oh man, I love that kid so much. I thought yeah.
0: I loved my sons, but I told him they, they don't compare.
3: And nice. by the way, like Michael will- Talk to like he'll call Trace on the phone. He'll go, give the phone to Roman yeah. and Michael. Will talk FaceTime with Roman oh, yeah. when we're on the bus. Oh, he'll go Roman, great. Roman, throw that back to your dad. Come on, do it. Right, and Roman yeah. will do it. And he'll be a big smile on his face and no, he'll come running great. back. And he got Zubas pants for Roman. No. So oh. so when they uh, when they watch a game together, he yeah. puts Roman on his lap and they have matching Zubas oh, pants. God, nice. great, oh, look that's at that! Great. I love that. So what kind cool. of Zubas,
2: Michael? What color? Uh, blue and white. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Mace, you have no
4: idea, Mace. I mean, put it this way. I drive by the Little League field where my kid played Little League. Right. And I think about those years that we had until he was about 12 or 13 years old, and now he's 22. It's 10 years ago. You know? I drive by the soccer fields where my daughter, I, I sat there every weekend. Or even if I'm driving right. up and back, I see Norco. I was there every weekend, you know? I miss it yep. so yep. badly. So, so that's the that's the thing about kids, right, Michael? You yep. miss that. Oh, I yeah. am. Like, gosh, I wish I was still coaching. Yeah. I wish he was still playing. I wish oh, yeah. he was still playing.
0: Oh, George has got the best ahead of him with uh, Mateo and Aria going through all our youth sports. It is the best time. But here's fast. the thing: I don't think everybody is meant to have kids. No, that's true. Oh, that's uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And if I, and if I don't
1: not. think I'd be very, I I always said I wouldn't be very good at. Now Juan would be a great dad. I would not. Be Why would a great you be
0: dad. a great dad? You look, you're a nice. You're a nice My, guy. Mason Why doesn't have the patience. actually, well, I actually don't. The I actually too disagree much with that. i've
3: seen you around your dogs I, well, you, you, this would be your dogs on steroids man you yeah. just adjust adopt a yeah. kid mason yeah. well don't do it unless you your heart no no in. no, no. I, I, yeah. talked I, about i've said it. this to talked you, mason. About it. yeah uncle Uncle mace is your move like role. i i think that
2: that's your better move like you're good uncle you'll take them go get donuts and ice cream and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff that's the easy i'll go part. to
1: watch the game right yeah. i don't have to coach the you game you'll leave george do you have any brothers or sisters? I have a sister, yeah. Where does I have I, well, where I, do, I
2: have a half brother and a sister and then a sister. Yeah. Right, where does your sister live? They uh well two of them live in New York the half brother and sister live in New York and my other sister lives in Miami.
3: Okay so they don't get to see uh Aria and Mateo very much right? Just on FaceTime and stuff yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's that's the play. I mean your brothers are one's in Florida the one's, other one's here, one's right, here but the yeah. one with the kids yeah. is in Florida correct. right? So, so, correct. So Michael I just sent You're you guys set. the yeah. Yeah. I
2: yeah. sent you guys me pitching to Mateo now. Now it's a ground ball it's not a line drive like you saw off the tee but I feel like again for 4 years old not
3: bad. Oh yeah if he's making contact at <laughs> this age. Yeah, man. You I bet. love it, man. And I love that. George, are you lefty?
0: No, no I'm right. Kelly's lefty. Uh,
3: so but the best thing you did was put that bat in his, he, make him a lefty because yes, uh, now exactly. he can make a living as a major league pinch hitter.
1: Did you right. make him be a lefty? No, he no. he chose that. Yeah. I
3: he picked up the bat.
1: Well, the
2: way well I'm he probably watching it. Kelly.
4: Well, then you know what you do, George. You start teaching him how to hit righty right now. Switch
2: hit him. Well, he right throws now. right and yeah. left. He can throw with either hand, which is interesting. Hey,
3: and, Mace, why aren't there switch hitters in baseball anymore? When we were growing up, like yeah. there, there were, uh, I mean, like ten percent, twenty percent of the league was switch hitters. Now I'm trying to think of anybody. I'm
0: glad you asked Josh this. From the, I'm uh, glad you asked
1: this. Josh
0: Bell, the first baseman, he was a switch hitter. Was he? I'm glad you asked this. Because I have no friggin' idea whatsoever. <laughs> None.
1: Oh,
3: but it's weird. I mean, I know, there, it used to be a thing. Like Mark Teixeira, remember, was a switch hit and power hitter. And yeah. We asked, we asked Tex once, and he said, "My dad just thought I would. It would make hitting easier for yeah. me at a young age. So yeah. I, uh, I did it that way."
4: Uh, John, you'll love this. When I was about 12, 13 years old, I wanted to play golf. And I was a lefty. I, I mean, I played I played baseball. I swung the bat lefty. Right. So I said to my father, I said, well, I'd like to learn how to play golf. And he said, well, there's the golf clubs. And I said, no, but, but Dad, I'm a lefty. Now, I've told you the story that my dad's the cheapest guy on the planet, and I'm approaching him, and I, I might take over at some point. So my father told me, you're going to learn to play golf righty, and if you like it, and you're going to stick with it, we'll consider getting you a set of lefty clubs. To this day, I still play golf riding.
3: Well, your dad did you a favor because, as you know, it's harder to find left-handed golf equipment. It's what? harder to buy. It's harder to rent. It's harder to do everything. But as Mace so John, will tell you,
4: but point, Mace, Mace yeah. how, about, how about that lefty drive I had at Black Gold uh, that that's impressive. See, that's, that's an impressive I can, drive. I can switch hit for you.
2: Yeah. John, to, according to Stats Muse, only 22 players, 23, pardon me, uh, players took at-bats as uh, switch hitters
3: last season. Yeah, League wow! Like when Pete Rose was coming up, there was like every place. team had two yeah. or three switch hitters. Yeah, um, Mickey Mantle, switch hitter. I think that's nobody because anymore.
0: I think because now guys are into the power, they just swing for the fences, and they figure if they're going to stay with the stronger side they're with, and they're not going to worry about getting slap hits anymore. Uh,
4: George, I don't you got even to start having him hit writing right away. I don't even
3: think the Dodgers have a
0: switcher. Yeah, no, well, actually, he, uh, George uh, he, George uh, make sure Mateo yeah. becomes the next uh, Shohei uh, Otani. Make sure he can pick, do both hit and pitch. Yeah,
2: that's true. Well, he can pitch too. Um, he doesn't. He, <laughs> he does pretty well at that too. <laughs> Honestly, I've been stunned that his just taking to baseball the way he has. Like it just, it, it's kind of surprising at that age. It's in his but, blood. He's Cuban. I mean, I guess, but um, yeah, he. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> Cubans love love baseball. But sure. yeah, yeah, he's going to be that funny. or a boxer. You're right, you're going to tell me he's yeah. a boxer, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kelly won't let him be a boxer. But uh, Cappy, to your point, uh, a buddy of mine who played college baseball actually told me that the rarest combination of player in Major League Baseball, only like 10% of them, can hit lefty and throw righty. that That's like, he said it's the equivalent to like a seven-footer in the NBA.
4: Hitting lefty, throwing righty? Correct.
2: Because hmm. that means you can play all the positions in the outfield, or in the field, pardon me, if you throw righty. Because you can't, if you are a left-handed thrower, you can't, play a lot of the positions in, in the field.
1: Now, the Dodgers mm-hmm. a couple years ago had a guy who was a switch pitcher.
3: What was that guy's name? Uh, Verdit. Pat Verdite. Venditti. Venditti. Venditti? Yeah, Venditti. Yeah. Venditti. Yeah. Close. Didn't last Close. long. I was in the ballpark.
1: But he had like one of those reversible gloves yeah, where yeah. you put it on the other right. hand and it works no both way. ways. Yeah. Yeah. He pitched left-handed and right-handed in a, in a Dodger game. In a
0: major league game? Yep, in a major league game. Hmm. You would think a guy like that would last because he could adjust each, each hitter. Well, you still got to be good. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> should have focused on one arm. One arm.
2: Right. right, yeah. right. Arms, if he was better on one the arm, talent. then
1: he'd still, be in, he'd still be on
2: the Much team. Much better on one league.
1: arm. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, Mace, 69 days till opening day. You yeah, ready? Yeah,
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I miss baseball. I miss baseball. I, You know, it's always on in my house all the time yeah, me too. during baseball yeah. it's season. It's great background noise. You don't have
2: to, like, you don't have to actually watch intently until you hear them actually say something.
0: Yeah, they get excited, and you're like, oh, Amy, do you what's like going all on? The, do you like all the improvements they've made? Like, only two pickoff attempts? Uh, pitch yes. yep. Uh, Faster, clock. Yep.
1: Faster is better.
2: No shifts.
0: No, shi- yeah. oh, no, shift. no shifts. Oh, no shifts. No shifts is going to be a great one. That's yeah. going to be
2: a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. We're,
0: we're going to see more base hits. Yeah. As opposed so, to Michael, what runs? is Trace's
2: situation this season?
0: Well, he's uh, going to go into spring training as the starting left fielder, and he's going to okay. have to win and basically hit the ball in spring training and win the job. The job is his right. to lose. That's okay. right. Simple as that. Well, he can play defense. That's oh, yeah. a huge yeah. factor. Uh, if he could just, all Trace has to do, I hope he's not listening because he, he doesn't <laughs> think I know baseball, but if he could just cut his strikeouts down by 20%, he'll hit 260, and all the contact he doesn't, he's so strong, he'll hit 40 something doubles and 40 home runs. If he could just Michael. cut his strikeouts down to 20%.
4: Michael, I swear to you, and I told you this story before, that my friend Bradley Zimmer signed with the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. and he and Trace came up together in the Indians organization, correct? Yeah. I suspect you're probably familiar with Bradley. Yeah. Right? His father, who is an anesthesiologist down in San Diego, is a close friend of mine you guys would have the conversation of all time because that's all he wants his kid to do is lower your strikeouts. Not strikeouts so When when he was with the Indians, all they wanted him to do was hit 600-foot home runs, Mm -hmm. and it just turned him into a terrible hitter. Right. you know. And so I just love hearing the father talk about the kid, not the high school kid or the college kid. We're talking about a major leaguer. Yeah, Yeah,
0: he struck out 98 times and 290 at best. You just get 20 less than that. And yeah he'll be he'll, he yeah such good contact when he does make contact and it just flies off his bat that's awesome yeah he man.
2: looks the part too man there's no oh, yeah. question you know what i mean i mean what happened to you you know what i mean like, well, like you, that
0: you saw my picture
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's right
1: still still with that picture
2: <laughs> carries right. it with him everywhere he you goes should get yeah,
4: that I don't know if you don't look like roman. that anymore you know what i mean like, you gotta get that same speedo for roman
2: that's right,
0: def- definitely. I'm going to have Roman pump an iron about another year. Now, has Roman been to the Bahamas? No, not yet. Trace uh, hasn't taken him down there yet. I keep telling him to take him down there for his roots. No conch for yeah. Roman? Not yet. That's what he needs. That makes you strong. It makes a man <laughs> virile. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it does, <laughs> Laura. Really? like <laughs> oysters. What,
0: you know, all my Bahamian <laughs> friends. like, oh my God. <laughs> all what are, Bahamian what my Bahamian friends. friends yeah, all your Bahamian oh, friends. Oh yeah, Bahamian uh, man. Oh my goodness. Uh,
2: <laughs> Ma- Michael, all my <laughs> Bahamian you know, friends who I grew up with say that to get virile, that you got, and again, I'm going to spell this out. C O N C H, conch. That correct. you eat conch yeah. uh, meat and that that will help with your uh, vitality, let's Does call it. Does oh, it count yeah. if you
4: have a conch fritter? You know, Man. you ever had one of those? I mean, yeah,
2: the fried absolutely. part probably down doesn't in, help as much. Down I in guess. Uh, Florida, you can get a good conch yep, fritter. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, we can make it's babies the way so you guys can make coffee.
2: Yeah, exactly. To heck up, that's why the combination works so well down there. Exactly. You guys ready for a big playoff weekend? Um, I am. I feel like now. What did Michael pick? Because I think all the favorites Michael picked are probably all the favorites. Win. I got all the
0: favorites to cover. He laid yeah. all the points. Yeah, which oh, I don't okay. think is a. I, I don't think the, I is the right thing. I took three
3: favorites, and then I think the Giants either win or cover against the Eagles, getting seven and a half. I
1: have Cincinnati to blow out, and I'm taking the points in all other three games. See, I,
2: I think that Cincinnati probably has the best chance of winning, despite their offensive line woes. But I would not be surprised if all the if all the, the if it all was all chalk, basically. I yeah. guarantee yeah, you the Dallas, Dallas
1: is going to win. Guaranteed. You keep saying you and that. Charles Barkley. Guarantee. Guaranteed. Oh my you God, see God. You're Matt, on the same size as, as Chuck, Mattress. You're done. Mattress over. Mac <laughs> put $2 million on uh, Sunday's game. Well, Wait, he but Cowboys. He put $2
2: million yeah. on something else recently and lost it?
3: Yeah, uh, but he won $75 million on the Astros, so he's playing with house money. I see. Yeah, he's all got right.
1: a lot. Well, uh, we will let you guys uh, carry on. Mattress Mace? What's that? Mattress mace. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Hey, don't forget uh, Coor, uh, Supercross Talk brought to you by Coors Light. Keeping Southern California chill all season long. Go Lakers tonight against Memphis. Go Cowboys on Sunday against the Niners. Coming up next for you, Shadano and Cappy here on 710 ESPN.
5: That's the number eight. S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save. That's the number eight. S A V E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
6: Bam, ba da Bing ba ba da beep. Bing da da da. Boom Dude, I
4: love the podcast.
2: You didn't listen to that. Stop.
4: I swear to you, I started the podcast.
2: You what? I uh, you went out there for some reason. Did you I drop or sw- did I drop there?
4: I, I don't know. I'll tell you this right now, George Sedano. You know me. Um I have yet to finish Legacy on Hulu, the Lakers right? Doc. You also
2: haven't watched uh, uh Ted Lasso and that's I, a that new season is coming in a couple months.
4: I finished Ted Lasso. It took me about a year. I was stuck on the last three, four episodes. So what I said to you was I started You're not a closer. I started yeah. your podcast. I right. started it. I haven't finished how it. far did you get in? Uh, let's see here. I got, uh, I was, I was fast forwarding cause I was like, come on, stop. I don't care about the Clippers. Move on. Let's go. And you kind of, that's
2: exactly why I did that.
4: I know what you were doing. I know you. Cause
2: I knew what you would be doing. You'd be like, <laughs> I want to get to the, I can't give you the good stuff right off the top. I got to get, I put it in the middle.
4: Well, so what happened to me was I was walking my dog, Jack, the Frenchie are outside. We're walking last night, you know, and, um, I'm listening. Listen, and and let me tell you something, George. I love the positioning of your new podcast because it's on the Sedano and Cap podcast page. So while I have yeah. nothing to do with this podcast, there I am giving you the point. So now right. so now I'm I'm not getting credit for your work, but I'm kind of deeply embedded into the work. So I'm happy about that. Right. And right. Maybe you could put a link on me or something, you know? Hey. Him. He goes over here. When we do this, he goes over here. Maybe you could do something like that.
3: Cappy, you're trying to campaign so you can get invited because, you know, that was your whole thing yesterday. Well,
4: I know. I mean, I'm not an NBA insider. Therefore, may not get invited. But George, think about this. Think about this. You ready? This is probably going to be a podcast that is going to be listened to by club executives, network executives. Chances are probably the players themselves will come to this podcast. You know?
2: Doubtful, that part. Yeah.
4: Well, maybe uh, sometimes you choose to uh, go in a different direction with this podcast. I you mean, know. I may. I mean, normally I'll we talk hardcore basketball happens. here, but today I decided to bring Cappy by. Talking Talk no, about not Danny really. DeVito being at the game, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Maybe Proud I'll try analysis. to get Darvin Ham on the podcast.
4: It's a good call. It's a good idea. He qualifies. He's you know what? I may
2: I may ask. I may see if, the, if we can get Darvin Ham before the end of the uh before the, the All-Star break. Yeah, let's do it quickly. Or maybe right before they come back from the All-Star break or
4: something. Yeah, let's hustle it up. Let's go, Lakers. Let's go. Let's yeah. get Coach Let's get uh, Coach Pam on the podcast.
2: You heard Christopher say it is a big uh, super divisional weekend or whatever they're going to call it. Last week was Super Wild Card weekend, right? Is this mm-hmm. super divisional weekend or no? I
4: don't know if it's super, but it's divisional for sure.
2: Right. So I want to know right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Give me your hottest take for this weekend. Go. The Jacksonville Jaguars are live. What does that mean though? It means like that, they're going to cover.
4: Well, it means that for everybody that thinks Jacksonville is about to get smoked, I think Jacksonville is very live in this game. Don't don't go with the Jacksonville's done, they stand no chance. Jacksonville is very live in this game because they've got a ton of momentum after what happened last weekend and they're they're just not really I sense from them that they're too... This is kind of an old phrase. They're too young of a team to even know what's going on that they made that kind of comeback. And Kansas City has traditionally, all season long, kind of played down to their competition. Jacksonville is... They're live. What's your big hot take of the weekend?
2: Oh, my hot take is... um, And look, I know that Cincinnati has a lot of issues along the offensive line. I believe three offensive linemen could be out for this game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So... But I just think I believe more in Joe Burrow still being able to keep the trains on, running on time despite that. Because let's face it, Joe Burrow last year was getting mauled with his offensive line. And so he's used to playing with a terrible offensive line. Now, this year it started that way and it got better as the season went on. They got Leo Collins that helped, obviously. But, you know, they got a lot of guys dinged up. But he's used to that. Like, you know how uh, Bane said in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, you merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. The Same thing for Joe Burrow in this scenario. You're probably not familiar with that line because you've probably I never seen The Dark Knight. I did not
4: know who Returns. Bane was. I thought you were talking about something else, and then you brought up Batman, and you, you had some Batman line. And while I didn't know the line, George, I thought you delivered it nicely, so I was able to understand, but I didn't get it. But I got it after you yeah. explained it.
2: Well, I, let me explain it very quickly. So Bane is uh, the bad guy in this, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the Dark Knight uh, Returns or whatever the movie, the last movie was. And, uh, you know, Batman, he basically says to him, like, you know, this Bane was basically born in like a jail cell. Like, so he says he was born in the dark, whereas Batman, you know, he's like this rich guy who's just adopting, trying to be this Dark Knight type guy. So he's like, you merely adopted the Dark I was born in it.
4: Nice. Well,
2: yeah. I'll say so this. So same thing for Burrow. He was, you know, uh, you know, Josh Allen may have adopted uh, you know, uh, the darkness, but uh, Burrow was born in it because his offensive line stunk.
4: So Burrow has had a crappy offensive line since the beginning, right? I mean, he came in Pretty much yeah, I mean, outside first, of I,
2: literally a stretch this season, he has had a terrible offensive line. So much so it got him injured forever. Well, right. That's so, yeah, I mean, his,
4: his first year, I, how many games was it? Two games, three games into his rookie he season? He only played when he a few games and then got hurt. Yeah. Correct. Yes. So, so, so they didn't protect him his first year. The second year, obviously, we all know that these guys got to the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams. But,
2: but it wasn't now, that he was all that protected because he still got mauled last year. Right. He, I believe he had like the. Was he third? Third in most sacks? Something like that. He was like in the top five.
4: So here's the thing though. Not only does he not have three of his offensive linemen as per the reports, but Buffalo, remember who they went out and got and said, Hey, this is gonna be our primary pass rusher? We gotta have this guy Yeah, Von Miller be... and he's out.
2: Yeah. There's my point. So not they, only they, and does, they have dropped big time so, since then. So
4: not only does Cincinnati not have these guys, but on the other side, Buffalo doesn't have what is probably supposed to be their best pass rusher. They're not a great pass rushing defense. It's not their their thing. So yeah.
2: I, I like Cincinnati's chance. I- okay, okay, but let me finish. I'm not even done yet. Oh, Wh- why, I think Cincinnati, why Cincinnati could win this game. Go because ahead. Josh Allen has been a complete disaster this year, okay? This guy turnover is machine. turning it over. He's a turnover machine, this uh, yep. this Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And since Brian Dable's been gone, and Ken Dorsey was elevated from quarterback's coach, and you know I love me some Ken Dorsey, uh, from quarterback's coach to offensive coordinator, for whatever reason, he's back to being reckless Josh Allen. So because he was, he's become reckless Josh Allen this year, and I feel like he is relying way too much on Stephon Diggs, more so than even last year, although obviously Stephon Diggs had an incredible season last year and they relied on him a lot. He's He's even more of a central focus in the passing game. He's like locking in on him, plus the reckless nature, and just... I just think that's a recipe for disaster. If we if they play any – forget about playing like they played against Miami because if they play uh, like that against Cincinnati, they're going to get destroyed, okay? They're not even going to be close. Like Cincinnati will win this in a blowout. I don't think it'll be that because obviously there'll be a new attention to detail after what happened against Miami, but I still think Josh Allen at his core is reckless, and I think that Joe Burrow is better at getting the ball quickly to his playmakers, and he has a ton of those – And I think Cincinnati can win this game. And I think they they probably will win this game.
4: You know, Buffalo, you talk about Stephon Diggs. And um, Buffalo's got other guys whose names you may not necessarily know. But, like, I mean, if you're a fantasy player, I think you probably know who Gabe Davis is, right?
2: Right, but he has Uh, not performed like he did last year either because Josh Allen isn't getting him the ball the same way.
4: But in the the last game, in the last game against Miami, I want to say he had, like, six catches over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown and so i mean if, if he's locking in on Diggs, this would be a time for davis to get his yards because he had almost the same number of yards as Diggs last week but i i like cincinnati's playmakers also because to me they're three deep they're not just two deep uh, there's a third wide receiver for cincinnati that can make major impact in this game and so when i look at cincinnati i go okay joe burrow i like um the receiver, Jamar Chase, everybody knows. T. Higgins, everybody knows. Tyler Boyd is a guy, and you just said you love you some some Ken Dorsey. I love me some Tyler Boyd, my pit guy. This guy, he's one of those under-the-radar third wide receivers who can make plays. So I like Cincinnati's skill guys too. I just the only thing is this: home field, the DeMar Hamlin story, Hamlin expected to be there and part of the pregame festivities. Could the wave of emotion, could, could the Bills ride that at home? That's my biggest concern. Yeah,
2: I, I think that that stuff, you know, you, you that you weather that storm and then eventually the game settles in, I think. So we'll see. Well, but,
4: it's the game of the weekend, I think. I mean, every, probably everybody's focused on 49ers, Cowboys, but I think Bills, Bengals, because of what happened and because of the cancellation, and here we are in the divisional round and Buffalo's at home, I mean, this is the most. that's the game I'm most interested in this weekend.
2: Yeah, that's not the game I'm most interested in, but I tell you which one that will be on the other side. Plus, let's talk more about who could be on upset alert this weekend in the divisional round.
6: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology,
2: Right on,
6: not man. a
4: kiss
7: guy.
2: Got to be honest, oh dude, not really interested. Like zero interest in them. Hey,
4: happy birthday to Paul Stanley, seventy-one years old, still no, looking happy good. Happy birthday
2: to him, but just you're not my cup of tea. Sorry, kiss. Go kiss someone you, else.
4: Nah, but you see, you see, here's the thing, man. Uh, Paul Stanley, amazing. Gene Simmons, incredible. And um, I saw a documentary not long ago about Kiss on like KPBS. It was a great documentary. George, my very first album, the Love Gun album, Kiss, talking like 1976, 77. Little kid, department store, there's the album. My dad actually let me get it. Love Kiss. Seen him Kiss in concert with with makeup, without makeup, with blood and pyrotechnics without it. Seen him a bunch. Love Kiss.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, they're great, just not my thing. You ever see the, uh,
4: the Kiss indoor football team down at the Honda Center?
2: No, I have not.
4: You know about that? No, not yeah, really. Yeah, seriously. A couple years ago, there was a, and I, I'm almost sure they were in in at the Honda Center, but they were like an arena football team called the L.A. Kiss. Oh, nice. Yeah, and like the end zones looked like Kiss. Yeah. N- never saw that, huh? Never. Yeah, probably nobody else did either.
2: <laughs> Are they still around? Probably I don't not. Think so. I, guess. I don't think yeah. so. Do yeah. So I might not be alone on that one.
4: No, I don't think I don't think you're alone on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cappy, you. You said that you're most interested in the Bills and Bengals, correct? Only
4: because there's a story to go with it. You know, like the DeMar Hamlin story, the cancellation of the game, the fact that these two teams meet up again in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a story that goes with this game, which is why I'm most interested in it. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I get it, um, and there's a story that goes with every game if you really think about it. But by the way, it is a Bud Light football Friday on seven ten, getting you pumped up for what's on tap with the NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend, presented by Bud Light. Make Bud Light your game day beer. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Must be 21 or older. Please enjoy responsibly. So.
4: Yeah. What game I mean, are you most interested in? I, I, Buffalo Cincinnati is going to do it for me, although I'm, this I, is I'm in, in on easiest, everything. easiest,
2: easiest. Right. I mean, you, you can't guess it? Well, I figured you're probably thinking Dallas, San Francisco. Of course. Yeah. I mean, first of all, that rivalry to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. One of the best rivalries in the history of the sport. So you've got that on your side, right? Like I sit there and I think back of like, you know, Joe Montana versus like Danny White, right? Dude, or like Dwight Clark you the know, catch. Tro- yeah. Troy Aikman versus, uh, you know, Steve Young. Um, I've got, uh, you know, I, I've got, you know, I've got stuff to remember. Yeah, in those of course. That's no, a great you know?
4: rivalry. Great postseason rivalry. I mean, two Jimmy legendary Johnson, organizations.
2: Bill Walsh, George Seifert, Barry Switzer, I guess. But whatever. You get what the point. You, you guess. He's
4: so, a Super Bowl champion.
2: I mean, come on, though. He won with Jimmy's guys. You could have won with that team.
4: Well, I mean, yes, I probably could have. But he did. Right. And I didn't.
2: Right. But, I mean, it doesn't mean he was good.
4: I'm not saying he was good. I'm just saying he's got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right.
2: Eh,
5: just get out, of it's
4: here. Jerry's boy.
2: I mean, George Seifert at least was a real coach in the NFL. Like Barry Switzer, I had no respect for the Barry Switzer NFL era. Sorry.
4: Well, I None. mean, don't blame Barry. You know.
2: No, I mean, I'm not blaming him. I'm just telling you what how I feel. So, gotcha. Understand. Uh, but not, nonetheless, this it's this one. You know why? Because everything is also on the line here in a lot of ways. Because this will be the game that most people are going to be. I think it's going to be the game that has the the biggest audience, I think because of the rivalry, I think because of the two teams, and I think because of the story, okay? So the story here is, oh, the Cowboys, they finally won a playoff game on the road for the first time in 30 years. Can they keep it going? Jerry Jones says this team reminds him of those 90s Cowboys teams when they were first coming together and really starting to feel it. And then, of course, there's the Niners, who have been not only dominant for long stretches of time in their history, but obviously right now have had arguably the best team, uh, them in Kansas City, over the last several years. So you've got that with the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback thing and can this kid keep it going? They're averaging at least 37 points or they've scored at least 37 points or more in each one of his starts and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Debo Samuel's is a little dinged up, but is he going to play and is he going to be effective, right? Like all that stuff. There's so many plot lines to this game, despite the fact that there's the obvious one of the rivalry. To me, there's that one. And I honestly think it's going to be the best game to watch in the weekend.
4: So I'm, I'm going to be very curious the first time Dallas scores. You're playing in Santa Clara. We all know what the weather's been like in Northern California, and it's a natural grass surface, and it can also be very windy and it can be colder than, than opposing teams realize. And I wonder what happens the first time Dallas scores a touchdown and they bring out Brett Maher to kick an extra point. This guy missed four. Extra points last week. We all know the story. Those four points last week for Dallas didn't really mean much against Tampa Bay. Fact is, Tampa Bay was outclassed on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. But now, every point will matter. So, (laughs) you're probably not all that interested in a point after touchdown play, but when the Cowboys score, certainly that first one, I think all eyes on Brett Maher on Sunday night.
2: Yeah, I think ultimately that you're you're right, and God forbid he misses, and they have to put that Viscaino guy in there, and he's not that good either, to be honest. Well, with you. but not only like that, he's I mean,
4: he's not, not the chances of them activating him are like one in a million, right? I mean, wait, th- don't you have to try to don't you have to activate both of them? I don't think so. I mean, oh, I, I think you have to. I mean, you're going to take a roster spot to have
2: a backup kicker. I mean, bro, if you what are you going to do if he starts getting the yips again? Uh, go for two. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Seriously. Good luck. I mean, take up a roster spot. But what spot? about if it's a field you don't just don't kick a field goal? You're just going to go for it on every fourth down? Unless it's the last play of the game. Then I'm, then I'm desperate. I would consider keeping both guys active. I'll be pretty surprised. But if they do, that's even more of a storyline. There you go. And then, to me, the key to this game, everyone's going to talk about Purdy, Purdy, Purdy. It's really Christian McCaffrey to me. Because you can run on Dallas. Okay, and not only is he going to be able to run the ball and, you know, they have Elijah Mitchell, too. But um, what he does in the passing game, he gives you that. I mean, think about Brock Purdy has two safety valves back there. He's got McCaffrey and he's got Kittle. like this guy. This is why this team is built to win, regardless of who the quarterback is. If they were winning with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to win with a kid in Purdy who is a guy who's willing to push the ball down the field more and. You know, Purdy, I, I know that college success isn't always, you know, obviously relative to professional success. But if we're looking at those two just based on their, you know, obviously their professional record stands for itself, even in a small sample size with Purdy. But Brock Purdy, I told you this and you're like, Oh, well, I wasn't watching uh, Iowa State football. Well, yeah, I, I do. I watch I all these games. Really? Yeah. I watched him. Yeah. You, I- you scouted I mean- him at Iowa State. Not well. I mean, I watched his games. <laughs> How many? How many would you say? I mean, of the four, probably at least a handful played,
4: over the last couple of years.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can tell you, I didn't see any of them. Right, but yeah. if you watch, if you're watching college football like I am, like a maniac, when you're watching, you're getting up to watch game day at six in the morning, and you're not going to sleep until the Hawaii Chase game is over. Then you know you're going to watch a couple of those games.
4: I understand. So I, here's my my key player though in this game. If Dallas is going to have a chance to win this game, if. And look, I don't think Vegas thinks it's out of the question. They're four-point underdogs. If Dallas is going to win this game, Micah Parsons and the Dallas pass rush, to me, it's on that group right there. Because Purdy, in the first half last week, I mean, that was a close game. That that was kind of a toss-up game going into the second half, and then San Francisco put the pedal down, and they ran away with it. But if Micah Parsons can put pressure on Purdy and make him look like a 7th round 256th pick, Mr. Irrelevant, cuz nobody has so far really. If the pass rush can get to Purdy, make him uncomfortable, take him off his spot, every football phrase you want to use. That to me is that's the the team right there. Dallas's pass rush. That's the one I'm looking for cuz if Dallas has any chance to win, they got to be all over Purdy.
2: Right, except that the Niners also have like a really good offensive line too. Yeah,
4: that's why this is going to be an interesting game.
2: Yeah. It's why it's my game.
4: Well, let me you ask you ask this. what I, game I've got? I said I was into Buffalo and Cincinnati. You said Dallas and San Francisco. Of the two other games, which game are you least interested in? Which is the game that you're like, oh, we have things to do? Okay, I can leave for a little while. I don't have to see this game well, necessarily.
2: I, I'll tell you a little later because we got Slee on the spot coming up next. And I want to mm-hmm. ask Slee about what Kendrick Perkins said on NBA Today, which you and I played yesterday about Rob Polinka and Jeannie Bus. So we're going to put Slee on the spot there. Uh, I want to ask Lee about the, uh, the conclusion of Bathroom Gate with Trudell joining us yesterday. And then uh, we'll get to all that coming up in a couple minutes. I think of a DJ in the old sense of like, you know, a disc jockey on the radio, you know, like Casey right. Kasem. Right. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars.
4: Here's Michael Bolton with a long distance dedication.
2: Right. But now when I think of DJs, I think of like DJs, you know what I mean? Like on the turntables. I know what you're saying. You know, like, I don't know, like
3: it's not Tiesto
2: or, uh, you know. David Ghetto or like uh, someone like that, you know.
3: Steven no, actually, I don't.
4: No, I don't know any of those guys.
3: Dead meow, dead meow, dead meow, yeah, dead meow,
2: yeah, dead, dead meow. Now, yeah, dead, dead, mouse. Meow. No, dead yeah. meow,
4: he can, he can, he can twist the turntables pretty good, you know.
2: Right, I think of that Armin van Buren or something. Oh, yeah, Armin DJ van Buren.
4: he's unbelievable. DJ Quick,
2: right? You know, mm. how about like DJ Charisma here in L.A.? She's good. She's very good. Is she? She is. She's great. Now and she's though
3: a, a female killing it so
2: hey you right. go girl
3: i remember yeah. when she was on the street team so shout
5: out yeah.
2: to her what's up yeah. girl so like i think of that i think of more turntables now mm-hmm. than, than i think of like the old school disc jockey
4: it was so close the other day when we were at yamava on monday they had a dj that was playing and yeah. um i was about to go over and say you know do you mind you know can i can i step back there oh
2: please god no
4: can i do some things oh, here hell no because what i do is i put my headphone on my left ear and then i cup it to my shoulder oh, geez. And then I just, and then I start mixing and listening and then. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, I start, start mixing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, really. Don't front. What? You want to play those joints?
4: (laughs) Yeah, don't front and don't trip. Making noise in the playoffs,
2: people. Brock Purdy. Is Slee there? Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Slee on the spot each and every Laker game day. Lakers taking on the Grizz tonight. So a real test for your Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Slee, before we get to that, and I want to play some sound for you uh, from Kendrick okay. Perkins yesterday. We had, per- well, we didn't have Perk. Perk was on the on NBA Today, as he is most days. And we played this sound yesterday, and it was about LeBron, right? And mm-hmm. he believes strongly that the Lakers front office is being, let's call it, vindictive in this particular case because of the way things had played out in a previous offseason. But I'll let you hear it for yourself. I'd love to put Slee on the spot and get his thoughts. Go ahead. Play Perk first, Slee. Here's the
0: thing. It almost feels like, in my opinion, that Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss is punishing LeBron James for the Russell Westbrook trade, meaning you played a huge part in getting Russell Westbrook here and we know we have these two draft picks, and we're not going to trade them because you wanted him. You wanted him, Braun. So now you have to deal with it. You made your bet. You have to lay in it. Is it fair? No. Are we wasting his greatness and wasting, you know, his time for us, him being able to go and win championships? Yes. Do I feel sorry for Braun? Yes. But at the end of the day... With Rob Palenka and Jeannie Bus, especially Rob Palenka not being aggressive, he's not even traveling on the road. He's nowhere to be found right now. He's to me is saying no. Here it is. You dealt these cards. You played. What do you think, Slee?
7: Um, I I don't buy it. I think that's a little extreme. I think um, listen, if you wanna if you wanna make a case that the front office is saying, look, we don't want to trade those picks down the road because literally those are the final assets we have. Go look at that market right now. It's way overinflated where a player that you didn't think would cost a fir- first rounder actually costs a first rounder. It has to be unprotected that there's just not enough teams selling right now. Um, I think that's a more reasonable case. I think to say, well, Bron, this is your fault. We're in this mess and we're not going to do anything because of that, that's extreme to me, uh, George. It really is. And, and, I, and even if I wanted to kind of play into that, then I would – if I played into that, then I would be upset at the front office and say, well, wait a minute here. Why did you let Braun make that final decision on Russ? If you guys didn't like the move on Russ, then you should have never made the decision or put your organization in a position where a player has that much control and power where he has final say – on something that you don't think maybe will work or will not work I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it I hear what he's trying to say but I think that's a little extreme for me
1: mm, I agree with Perk
4: now hold on I want to say something the word punish like they're intentionally punishing him I think the difference is what they're saying is no you wanted him we got him we only have one more year with him we've got two more years after this with you in theory so let's play it out and then we'll spend the money that we're not spending on him So I agree with Perk. Is the word punish too strong? Perhaps. I agree with Perk.
7: Can't that just be, and maybe you're right, the word punish is, that's not the right word to use, but can't that just be a front office trying to be responsible and at times you could say has been irresponsible, so they're trying to make up for moves that they've already regretted? I don't think punish, that, that makes it as if the front office is pointing the finger only at LeBron somebody that helped you win an NBA championship literally two seasons ago um, that is a big piece a big reason why Anthony Davis ended up here uh, gosh who knows how much revenue is coming in because LeBron James is a Laker I just it doesn't it doesn't add up to me it really doesn't I don't think it would be a smart front office move to be looking at Braun and saying well we we're, we we got some payback coming your way you know what i mean
4: yeah, yeah i don't know that it's payback just it's like hey look you wanted him we got him hard to trade don't think we can trade him for anything that makes us a champion you know what we'll do we'll wait till the end of the season we'll move the contract and then we'll get on with it but you know we're not making a move just cuz that's what you want we did this one and look how it's turned out so i i i i think punish is a strong word but i hear what perk is saying
7: george i'm 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 asking this because you know how It it seems like they're, and let's use the Lakers as an example, they're 13th place in the West, which means there are a lot of teams in the Western Conference, and Lakers aren't completely out of it, right? They're a couple games out of the play-in or whatever it is. There are so many teams that are still in it. Do you think the market comes down by February 9th where it's more realistic, or do you think a lot of deals won't get done because there are a lot of teams that are going to try to make you know, it's like the West where you got 13 teams that think they could be one of the top 10.
2: Yeah, I think that we're going to see a deadline that is going to have a bunch of smaller moves. I don't think it's going to be a deadline we have a, a huge seismic move. At least I don't see one on the horizon. So
4: You put Sedano on the spot, Slee.
2: Yeah, you did. You, you <laughs> flipped the script on me. It's don't Slee on the spot, but you put Sedano on the spot there. Yeah, Good job on you, Slee. Well, no, I, no, and, that's a good and job. Why I I... Ask is,
7: and, the, and the reason why I ask it is because I don't and I'm I'm with in a sense I'm kind of with I don't think Russ is gonna go anywhere and I almost felt like that has not I feel like that conversation has gone away yeah, over the last right. month or so. And and any move that they do make probably not gonna be blockbuster. That doesn't mean it can't help them. I mean the biggest move could be a week from today if Anthony Davis is back in the lineup. Um, that could really be the biggest move right there, and then they kind of take their chances and hopefully reason Lonnie Walker is back. I, I, I'd love for them to go get another shooter in the market. I'd love for them to have a wing, but I also look at a team that they just they got to get their players. I mean, look, go look at that starting lineup they had against the Kings, and um, it was Troy Brown Jr., it was Thomas Bryan, it was Patrick Beverly, it was Dennis Schroeder. All of those four, four, those four players combined had 16 points. Those four players combined had 16, and that was your starting lineup with Braun. Got to get these guys back and see if that changes anything.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Why didn't you ask Cappy what he thought about the trade deadline? Yeah, well, go ahead, Slee.
7: Cappy, your thoughts on the February 9th trade deadline? What do you think? I'm so glad you asked me that.
4: No, no, I'm glad you asked me that because, you know, (laughs) Slee, I'm auditioning to be a guest on Sedano's Hardcore Basketball Podcast, and so my opinion of the trade deadline is this. I've said it all season. I'm going to continue to say it. I don't think the Lakers are going to make a move. I think they're going to keep this team as is. First-year head coach, first time this group is playing together. Anthony Davis, obviously need them. Got to get fresh bodies back, and they're so close to teams that are better than them, so they're not that far away. And I'm going on the opposite side of George. I don't think they're running out of time quite yet, so... George, how did I do? I mean, even though I don't really have like some blockbuster trade for you, I mean, I've given you a strong opinion here.
2: I mean, I like the opinion, but I mean, it's a strong opinion. I, you know, it's from the informative perspective. Like, can you fill another forty minutes though of content with that? Sure, I'm going
4: to talk about Danny DeVito being at the Laker game the other night and how much airtime. No, that, I remember? See, that's not going to fly. That's oh, not going to work. Thought there was going to be more. Hey, I Well, George, I can talk on. about Max Christie's mustache.
2: Yeah, Slee, are you going to listen to the podcast if Cappy's talking about uh, Danny DeVito and Max Christie's mustache?
7: All right, so, Cap, reel me in here. What are you going to add to DeVito was there and Christie's mustache? Help help me out here.
4: Well, my first thought is for Christie's mustache, look, I understand he's a young kid, 19 years old, first-year player, (laughs) second-round pick, getting a lot of PT that he wasn't expecting to get, so he's trying to look a little bit older, look a little tough, you know? But, my man, that is not... That's not like I mean that's that's peach fuzz mustache right there, that's kid mustache right there. Get rid of that thing, you know. Shave it, it'll come back thicker. So that's the first part of it. And then the second part with Danny DeVito, I'll probably have a list of Danny DeVito films that I'd like to discuss with George, you know, and oh, bring geez. it all home that he you know, was there at the heat, uh, there at the game, the Laker game, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, George. Uh, Sleep. Before we let, there's only
7: 38 minutes so- left on the podcast. I'm I'm sold. I'm in.
2: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Sleep. Before we let you go, we had Trudell on yesterday uh, to put. Uh, so we mm-hmm. want to put a bow on all this uh, bathroom gate stuff. Uh, he he said, uh, you know, there, there's there's no issues between you guys. He just found the situation a bit strange. You did not. So we just kind of left it there. Uh, so just so you know, I wanted you to know that we we, we put a bow on that situation. Okay.
7: Yep. Well now, now I have to do it again if I see him in the restroom. Definitely. Get that a straight. <laughs> no, no, no,
4: yeah, not, no, no, Slee. Slee, Slee, Here's what you do. You ready? Next time you see him, you walk in, you put both hands on his on his neck, and you start massaging him from behind, like no, that. Don't, don't do that. No, no, both hands. Yeah. Yes, Coach.
2: Oh, uh Cab's going all in. I love it.
7: Oh
4: yeah, because yeah. I'm with you. I had no issue with it at all.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, Slee. I, even think I know about you it. got it. Never bit, even crossed bit, my mind. Right. There you go. Exactly. So we're we're, we're all past it now. We're all past it. We put a bow on it. It's okay. Everybody has a difference of opinion. We're real journalists. Uh, We gave both
4: sides their chance too, George. Don't forget about that.
2: Correct. We did. We did real journalism there. All right. Slee's got uh, the Laker pregame for you in about 30 minutes or so. Make sure you stick around for that. Slee on the spot every game day at 445. Uh, You did an excellent job as always, Slee. Thank you for the time.
7: Good work. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate
2: it. Have a good weekend. Love you, Slee. You too. Uh, do you really love him, or are you just yeah. saying that?
4: No, no. But a lot of times when people say goodbye when they leave the show, I'm like, "Love you." Like yesterday with Trudell, I was like, "Love you."
6: Yeah,
2: just send love. Man. That's a nice thing to do. Okay, it is. I'm not saying it's not. All right, coming up next, Cappy, you and I. What is the biggest overblown storyline of the NFL playoffs? I got some. I got some lines for you. Some okay. storylines. Okay. All right, we're going to give you that. It's a Bud Light Football Friday. We keep it rolling. One more segment of football talk than Radio Tinder at 515 early, obviously, because we got Lakers pregame with Slee and Michael at 530. Stick around, 710 ESPN.
6: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology